It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You found the Love Ladies right here on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, the Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I'm in studio today with my lovely, amazing, awesome co-hosts, Kathy Interbrock and Marlene McMichael, and we are in the month of September. I just cannot even believe it. Well, hello, Kathy. How are you today? I am doing great. What a summer it has been. We are launching into the month of September and I guess like officially kind of prepping into the fall. And I I have never had a summer like <laughs> this summer. I am just, I mean, even before we started the program, we're like, okay, what day is it? When in the, when is this program even airing? And just even trying to get my days straight right mm-hmm. now, Coach Carrie, it is a huge challenge. Marlene, how are you doing? You've got to be doing a little bit better than how I'm doing. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Well, you you said you, you, this has been an amazing summer that you've never had one like this. Well, that's true. And you probably never will again Mm -hmm. because you graduated was it two daughters? Just one. Uh, Well, yeah, two. That's right. And married one all in one summer. And, uh, and so, well, it's funny because, you know, my, my oldest, she finished up college and, and then got married. She just got married two weeks ago. And so she literally just got back from her honeymoon and had a wonderful, wonderful time. And my, uh, my next one, she is, she has a year left of college, but she's already getting job offers. So she literally, uh, this morning negotiated uh, her salary package, and she won't graduate officially until May. But they are wow. locking her in. That's the way. And to just do so it. proud of her. Awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. I just got goosebumps for her. I way know. Isn't go. that crazy? And so then great. my youngest, my youngest graduated, and then graduated uh, high school. Just graduated high school, yeah. and just had this whirlwind summer, and um, starts uh, college in uh this coming tuesday so wow i don't know how it's all happening but it's happening (laughs) fast and furious and um i'm loving every minute of it and enjoying every minute of it and just trying to keep track of what day it is right (laughs) i hear you i hear you i know we are recent empty nesters and i tell you what marlene god continues to have a sense of humor when it comes to my life i mean (laughs) you know uh, I kind of anticipated having maybe a little more time um, just to do a little, some things that I wanted to do. But no, no, no. The Lord's like, oh, I'm going to give you a new thing that you're going to do, and, and you're going to do this. And I'm like, okay, all right, Lord. So it's been a – I hear you, Kathy. It's kind of been a whirlwind, um, but life is good. Got got Logan over to Longview and Laterno. Got Kinsey up to Nashville at Lipscomb University. So – here we are rocking and rolling into the month of September. So now on my calendar, I have filled it up with the volleyball and football games of our friends. I am oh, going to go to my first seventh grade football game this week. <laughs> we have some friends <laughs> with a seventh grader, and it's his first time to put on the pads and, you know, do all the things. And I'm I'm excited. Okay. I was going to say, and you're going to do that why? <laughs> no, because they're, our be- they're some of our best friends, okay, and okay. we got to support them in this phase of life. Mm-hmm. They have a child that's in their 20s, and then they have a seventh grader. And so, wow. yeah, and so they, they have this 
big span in between their children. And, you know, we got we got to go to support mm-hmm. all the people. Well, I haven't had a child at home in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, she still calls and texts me, so that's good. And today she says, are you slammed today? And I went, yeah, but what? Not for you, dear. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. Uh, so I'm editing her website tonight. Oh, good. <laughs> so That's good. Oh, wow. That's great. That's good. I know when that phone rings and it's the kiddos, it's like yesterday I was finishing up the program and my daughter called and, you know, it was an hour conversation, which was fantastic. She was just getting caught up. She was busying around doing her things, but um, it's so awesome to hear from the kiddos and and just launch into into their lives in a way that's pretty amazing. Um, well, I, I, you know, Carrie, this is the thing I think is that when you have children, you actually get to not experience just the one life that you have, but you get to experience all these different lives and you get to learn about these different personalities and, and, and what all these different interests, because mm-hmm. God has wired them in so many unique ways. I mean, there are the things that each of my three girls love that would have never even caught my attention. Never. I mean, I would have never thought about them except my God's wired my girls to see those particular things. And so I get to learn about them and I get to learn to love them. And and I get to, you know, just like, just see all this dynamic, interesting world that God has made that I would have been blind to without kiddos. And I love today's program because we're going to be talking about some really incredible parenting principles and how to really step into being a parent and and being in that child's life and and listening well and loving well and 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 directing them well and the difference between being a parent versus being a friend mm-hmm. um, and what God calls us to in Scripture and you know one of the things that Eric and I have learned is that there are certain things that. Eric and I would have done out of our own wants or needs or desires. But once we had children, there were some things that we said, okay, well, we can no longer do X, Y, or Z because that might be a stumbling block for our kiddos or that's not how you want to raise kiddos well or or what have you. And so I think you learned this mm. incredible self-discipline as a parent and and you have to press into that relationship with Christ as you're pressing into this parenting role. And it is the most amazing thing, I think, that God calls us to, you know, aside from our personal relationship with him, getting to step into this role as parents and doing it well. I it's I just I, I, I'm looking forward to talking about it today. Absolutely. You know. No, go ahead, Marlene. Sorry. Well, just, so Kathy, God tells us that our children are a gift. Gift. Mm-hmm. They are a gift of the Lord. And so, I mean, I, I think that there's nothing that God loves more than a child. And mm. maybe it's their innocence or maybe it's because he's relishing the fact that he created that child. But for a parent to really step into parenthood, and that's one of the things, and I'm going to say it on the air, that I've admired so much about both you and Carrie mm. is because I get to see that. And, um, you know, my my child is a grown woman now, and she's up doing her own things and, and remarkable things. And remarkable I'm very proud things. of her. Mm-hmm. But yes. at the same time, you know, we have to I, – I keep going back to the Scripture, and it's been my constant prayer that the Bible says to – that God will return when he, 
the fathers turn their hearts to the children and the children turn their hearts to the fathers. Mm. And that is that shows the love he has for children and the fact that we are there not just to feed them. We're there to mentor them uh, from the day they're born. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Um, well, as you can tell, friends, our program today is uh, about parenting. And I titled the program Parents are Mars and Teens are from Venus <laughs> because maybe I should say adolescents. I don't know if you guys remember the book. It's a 30-year-old book now. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And it was a book about, you know, a practical guide for improving communication and relationships. But I think many times as a parent, a grandparent, a pastor, a, a you know, a person who is stepping in the life of an adolescent or teen, you might feel like you're from Mars. And they're from Venus. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I love this old saying. It says, having a child is like having your heart walking around outside your body. I I, there's been so many times when, um, you know, something is going on in my kids' lives and I feel like my heart is getting ripped out because they're in pain or maybe my heart is swelling with pride, right? Um, but our journey as parents is just filled with so many emotions and uncertainties and sorrows and joys. And scripture is filled with so much parenting wisdom and understanding about what it's about unconditional love, right? But also the worrying, the discipline, the second guessing, (laughs) Uh, that all of that goes into caring for this little human that you have been entrusted with. Sometimes it's really hard to practically chat with our kids about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I know over the years, and Marlene, I'm looking forward to seeing what you maybe did with Kara um, years ago as she was growing up, ways to get her to open up and chat. I know Kathy and I have shared some unique things um, over the over the last couple of yes. years that we've done to really connect with our kids. So today we have uh, a local youth pastor in studio with us, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to him. Um, he's spent a lot of time with uh, my Logan over the last couple of summers and his friends, and he's just, he's an awesome guy and really does a great job connecting with youth. Um, before I introduce him, I'd like to get to our key verses for today. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Boy, we could really unpack that verse. That, that could be a whole um, program in and of itself. Uh, and then Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. So really, all the time. Be talking about the ways of the Lord. Be talking about the things of the Lord all the time in your home and with your kids. All right. Well, our special guest today is Troy Robinson. He's the youth pastor over at Hill Country Bible Church in Georgetown. 
In 2016, he graduated from Mary Harden Baylor, right up there in good old Belton, where he studied business management. And after a short career in the business world, he really felt like God was calling him into the ministry. Since uh, 2019, the end of 2019, Troy has been serving at Hill Country Bible Church. He's held several different positions there. And in 2021, he moved into the youth pastor role. He's now attending seminary at Gray School of Theology in the Woodlands. He's married to his beautiful wife, Ashley, um, for the last few years. They have a little girl named Ainsley May, and they're expecting. Um, so super excited for you, Troy. Troy, welcome to Love Talk. Thank you all so much for having me. It's, a, it's my honor to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Troy, let's get right into it here. Would you share with us how you came to know that Jesus loves you? Yes, ma'am. That's a, that's a question of the hour. Um, how much time do we have? Uh, so, <laughs> so it's a long story. I'll try to wrap up in a couple of minutes. Um, so I, I grew up in a Christian home, so I, I always knew that Jesus loved me, right? I went to BBS. I grew up singing Jesus loves me, this I know. Um, so I always I always knew that and grew up in the youth group and was very, very active in leadership positions throughout the, the time of my youth group. Uh, but then something happened a couple of weeks before I graduated high school, and I, and, uh, I kind of walked away from God. Honestly, I, I thought this this guy isn't real. He doesn't love me. He, he has no part in my life. And so I mm. ended up going to college and started living for the world. And mm. I was doing the things that I thought would fill me uh, with love and and and, and like uh, being proud of these things that I was doing, and, and, and it didn't. And when I graduated from college, God knew that I wasn't with him, and so he actually sent me out to Ohio. And so I had my first job out in Ohio. And when I was driving up to Ohio, my mom said, Troy, you need to get into church immediately. And I said, yes, ma'am. Okay, I'll get into church. I'll find one. <laughs> and I, 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 went, I, went, I went to church that very first Sunday. I moved there, and the associate pastor pretty much immediately took me under his wing. And he said, Troy, those things that you did, the things that you saw, the things that you said, all those things, God loves you regardless. And it wasn't until then when that associate pastor took me under his wing and said, Troy, you are a child of God. He loves you so much, and there's nothing you can do to make him hate, to make him hate you. And right then is when I really was like, man, God loves me, and I'm a child of God, and man, I cannot wait to live for him. Mm. So well, there's a lot of story in that, but mm. it wasn't until I was about 20, 24, 24 when I was really like, man, God loves me, and I cannot wait to serve him. Wow. Wow. Well, maybe go ahead, Marlene. I'll, I'll, we are going to run out of time for me to tell this story, but I want to tell it after the break. Oh, that's a cliffhanger, Marlene. Yes, Thank it's you. A cliffhanger. <laughs> okay. We appreciate I love that. Cliffhangers. We left those. That's called a hook in radio. <laughs> um, well, Troy, thank you for that. I look forward to hearing parts of your story maybe today as, as we progress in our program. Friends, we have so much great, so many great things to chat about here you know our kids are facing all this busyness you know how do we get them to slow down how do we have those hard conversations when's a good time when do we know to press in when do we know to back off oh my goodness so much to chat about today as we as we talk about parents are from mars and teens are from venus when we return to left talk right after this (laughs) George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. 
These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future, and we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. And welcome, friends, to Love Talk. Thank you for joining us today. We just love being with you. I'm Kathy Endebrock in studio. We have the amazing Coach Carrie Brinkader and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. And we are talking today about parents and teens. Parents are from Mars. Teens are from Venus. And we have a fantastic guest in studio with us, a youth pastor, Troy Robinson. And he is going to share all kinds of wisdom about reaching out and having conversations with your adolescents with your kiddos, with your teens, with your college kids, and pressing into that relationship and doing it well. And, Troy, thank you so much. In that first segment, you told us how you came to know that Jesus loves you, and I would just love to sit and have a coffee with you and find out all the details of that pivotal moment of what happened towards the end of high school, but we're going to have to save that for another time. But, Marlene, you told us that when you're listening to Troy – it really kind of sparked a memory with you. What was that? What really wasn't a, a memory. It was my drive in. I, I, I probably will never trade my vehicle because I love the one feature in this one feature in the car, and it allows me to press the replay button on the radio. <laughs> and just as I finished my, because when I come in for a taping, I always pray on the way here. And just mm-hmm. as I close that out. This one of my favorite songs came on the radio, which is "God Really Loves Us" by Crowder, mm. and um, and so when I have one of those favorite songs play, I I have been known to listen to it for an hour and a half over and over oh again as I'm driving, and because an hour and a half is all it will allow you to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so if you don't know the song, it's it's "God Really Loves Us." We are not alone. Mm. God really loves us, mm. and. Your story, Troy, just was over and over that, and I just really felt like my insides jump when you <laughs> talked about that you, mm-hmm. you, you figured out that that God really loves you, and that's very special. Our kids need to know that so much; mm-hmm. they need to know it. You know, Troy, um, 
as you were talking about that story, I always feel like when we're when we're feeling like you did, like man, I this I'm not really proud of some of these things, right? And the pastor just pulled you in and said, "Hey, man, Jesus loves you." I always think we feel like when when Jesus is right next to us, he's disappointed in us, right? Mm-hmm. But I've I've changed my way of thinking. I think he sits next to us and says, "Man, I love you, and I got a better plan for you." Right? Mm-hmm. A better plan for your life. And that's what that pastor poured into you. He just said, "Man, Troy, something there's God's got something bigger for you." Would you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember because, you know, when I when I first started, it's so funny, you know, bringing all these memories are coming back as I'm sitting here talking to y'all. Uh, my first Sunday, I was there and right after the right after the worship segment, you know, we were, we were singing praises to God and we sat down and, and this 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 older couple behind me, the woman tapped me on my shoulder the very first Sunday handed me a caramel, like one of his Werther caramels. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm home. I'm getting candy. Like I'm, I'm connecting in worship. Like this is awesome. And I, and I love it so much, but it's funny because, you know, I saw, what I went through the service. I was like, okay, this church seems really awesome to me. But I actually went to the gym that next, that next day. And I saw the associate pastor. He worked out at the same gym that I was, that I was going to. And, you know, I, it took me a couple of months to give up, get up the courage to go and talk to him. I'm going to say, hey, I go to your church and I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. But I mean, immediately he was like, he didn't care who, where, where I was from. He didn't care even really about my name. He's like, yeah, dude, come get in a set and let's talk and let's figure out when we're going to have coffee. And so I, I think the exact same way, you know, when, when we when we walk away from Jesus, he doesn't he doesn't walk away and turn our back. He's there with us the whole time and giving those little hints of, hey, come back my way. Hey, I, I, I don't I don't hate you. I'm not disappointing you. I love you so, so much. And I want you to come back that way. So I totally, totally agree with that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, let's um let's talk about these kiddos that that are in our lives and um you know, our kids are just they're busy, Troy. I'm sure you hear that all the time, right? They they oh, fill yeah. their schedules with you know, my goodness, all all the things, right? From the fine arts to the sports to um studying and a job and you know they they feel like they have to do it all because the resume has to look good as they start applying to college and I, they're just pulled in so many different directions I feel like the way I grew up was so much simpler I didn't feel like I had to do all of these things I I guess I I wanted to do those things you know and and, and be involved in a lot of different activities but I feel like our kids now feel like they have to be um, in this fast-paced society where it just seems like more, more, more is put on their plate, how can we sneak in some time um, with our student or maybe structure some some time in there where we can just get a little sneak peek into what's really going on with them? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I have to say first that y'all introduced with, with my daughter in the future. My daughter's two, so I commend y'all raising students so you know I, I i think to myself whenever parents ask me these questions toy what should i do i'm like man I, I can give you some some wisdom um but man i'm trying to figure that out too with a two-year-old trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to raise her but one of the things that i like to tell parents especially you know parents that have kids in the youth group is one partner with their youth pastor mm-hmm. right because I'm, I'm able to see them you know once twice maybe three times a week and i'm able to have those deeper conversations just because you know i'm pastoring 
them, right? And so they, they tend to open up to me a little bit more. And so I go to parents when things come up. A partner with me, like one of the things that I like to do, and I'm sure there's a bunch of the youth pastors that do that, is that we send out what we're preaching on like the week before. And mm-hmm. so if your youth pastor does that, we send out these questions that um, you're able to talk to your students about. So it's like this week we're talking about the kingdom of God. So I have my sermon ready, prepared, and I'm sending out questions to, to the parents saying, hey, this is what I'm talking about. This is how you can open up that communication. And every single time that I send out those questions, there's always a question that I write that's personal for the parent. That's right. So it's like, hey, parents, talk about when you first learned about the kingdom of God and what you thought. That way your students don't think you're this perfect Christian who never messes up. You can go, I remember when I was in junior high and I had no idea what that meant. Or, man, when they said believing in Jesus for salvation, I didn't know what that meant. You know, like being able to talk to your students in that way, to kind of open those conversations up to let them know that, hey, you're a, you're a person just like they are. Um, another thing that I, that I like to tell parents, too, is try to engage with them and talk about the stuff that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you talk about like, the sports that they're playing or like the video game that you have no idea about or like the discord channel they're on. I don't even know what that is. But if I'm able to say, hey, I hear you're talking on discord with these guys. What are y'all talking about that? It instantly opens up. It, it breaks down the barriers. It opens up that door and says, man. They heard about me one time talking about Discord, and now I get to talk to my parents about this. Um, another thing, too, and I'm sure we'll talk about it or y'all will talk about it, is, man, dinner is huge. Mm-hmm. right? I, I remember I was super busy when I when I was growing up, too. I, I, I showed I was in, uh, I showed animals. I was in the rodeo. I, I, I was in band. I, I did these things. But one thing that my parents really, really engraved in us was family dinner, right? So even if it was 25 minutes of we're all sitting down, we pray over the meal, we scarf it down before we go to the next thing, and then we move on. That is a huge deal, too. And I and I know that kids are so busy. I know that parents are so busy. And I know, yeah, it's getting a scholarship. It's being the best academically. It's it's all of these things. But, man, if you if you can give 25 minutes, 45 minutes to dinner and just, just sitting and maybe not even talking, that's going to change their world just to know that you're you're involved and you want to be there. And I, I wrote down what I wanted to talk about before I uh, before we met today. And the three points are this that I try to always include. And in when I'm talking to parents is be there, be involved, and then be in prayer. If you're doing those things, you're going to hit those, those bumps. You're going to hit these things where you might not have a good relationship there for a second. But, man, if you're there, if you're involved and you're in prayer, man, you're going to be able to rock and roll with your student. I love that. You know, there's a a teacher um, in Georgetown and she said to me that and she had, has very successful kids, um, very successful and three children. And um, she said, you know, her youngest son called her one day when he was in college and said, mom, thanks for making us sit down to dinner. I oh, that had such a huge impact on me. And, um, you know, there's so many times when maybe you only, maybe you have a couple of kids in the house and you only get to have a little bit of time with one kid and then, a, you know, 30 minutes later, the other kid's coming home and maybe you can have a little bit of time with them. Um, even if it's breakfast on Sunday morning, whatever it is, I know it's it's not going to be, as they get older, it's probably not going to be every night. You know, in middle school, when you're still driving them around and you're still taking them all the places, then, yeah. yeah. You can probably adjust that more accordingly in high school when they start um, 
driving themselves places. It, you know, even over the pandemic, like my daughter was still working. Chick-fil-A was open, and so she was still working. And so the only time that we had was lunch. That was it. Yeah. And I, every single day I would make lunch <laughs> and make sure that something was made for lunch so that we could sit down together because there just wasn't going to be any other time. And so I love, love, love this. Um, Marlene, when Carl was growing up, was that a big deal for you guys that you sat down for a meal? I would. I'm not as sure about that. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Right. 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 But at the same time, uh, by the time she hit middle school, I was having to work full time. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so that made a a little bit of a difference Mm -hmm. as well. What I will say is, we were very deliberate about traditional things. Like, for example, when we lived in Germany, um, we would go every every Saturday morning to the mess hall and eat with the soldiers. And they, she was a toddler then, and they loved seeing that. And then we would go to the movie theater and watch a matinee. And that was our routine every Saturday morning. And when we moved to Austin, it was a little different. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't a military base close <laughs> by. Um, but we went ice skating Every Monday night, you know, so there were there were some very deliberate traditional family nights. And I I, I mean, I cooked all the meals, so I'm assuming we all sat down together. Sure. But but I don't have as clear a memory of that. But Uh, you're remembering the tradition that 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 you had, which for for Cara, I'm sure overshadow the everyday, you know, mealtime probably, which is so cool. They were very special to me and and I think to all of us. And so, yeah, that was very important that we had those traditions. I know at Christmas time, there there was a a book of Christmas stories that we would read around Mm -hmm. the Advent wreath every, you know, every Advent Mm -hmm. Saturday or Sunday. And um, so that those there was a real deliberate attempt to create family traditions. Yes. Well, and Troy, I don't know if you've seen this, but with my kids, if I don't do one of these tradition things, they like I, I guess I thought they didn't care, right? Because <laughs> they they don't really say, "Oh, this is awesome, mom!" Like, woo, you know? I, they they acted like they didn't care, and then the first time I didn't do it, I heard about it. You know, our kids crave that routine and they crave that just normalcy in their lives, I think. Would you agree? Yeah, I was going to I was going to say, yeah, they they notice a lot more than we think they do. Even as busy as they are, they notice those things. You know, like if we do if we don't do something on a Wednesday night that we usually do, they're like, oh, what? what, Why are we not doing this? I didn't even know. That you wanted us to do that, yeah. like I, you know. But they, it's yeah, it's it's that. I think it's also the, also the intentionality too, mm-hmm. right? Because they might even like. I remember whenever we sit down for dinner, like there'd be times like, really, I just want to go do this. I want to go to my friend's house or whatever. Um, but it was, but yeah, but then when it didn't happen, it's like, why? Where's dinner? Like, <laughs> what, why are we not sitting here right now eating <laughs> together? Uh, but that, I was gonna say too, yeah, those those uh, traditions that y'all said. One thing that my wife always talks about is her family every single Friday. They always had Papa Murphy's pizza, popcorn, and a movie. 
right? And so she like we, she wants to do that with our family when Ainsley gets old enough to kind of know what's going on in the movie and all that. And so yeah, it's bringing those things from childhood. It's like man, that's important to me. I want to bring that to my family. And yeah, I think all those ideas are really super awesome. That's so great. Well, so we know as we discuss that our kids are facing a lot of things that we did not face growing up. We did not have the pressures of the phone in our face, the Internet in our face all the time, all the time. We didn't have that. Praise the Lord I didn't have that, right? Um, but our kids do. They're facing, you know, I think the thing I worried about was, am I going to get asked to the school dance? You know, I mean, that was probably my biggest issue and these kids are facing school shootings body image issues sexual identity i mean just things that i I don't think would have ever crossed my mind growing up and now we're all of these things are in their faces every day what are some things troy that some trials that you're seeing our kids go through that that we as parents grandparents aunts uncles um should just pique our our interest that we should know that kids are are going through these things right now for sure that's a good question and and i so i started in youth ministry basically a couple of months uh before covid hit Mm -hmm. and so um i can talk about you know a little bit pre-covid right uh, but mostly my youth ministry experience is after covid so during covid and then after covid and every single time that i that I talk to my students about, you know, like the, the sexual identity issues of today or like, you know, the, the school shootings, you know, we have some, we've had some things happen in Georgetown, you know, that we have to talk about, you know, these things. I tell them, guys, y'all are in a, a completely different spot than I was when I, when I was in high school. Like I never, ever had to worry about going to school. Like I never, ever worried about that. And so, yeah, they are, they are dealing with a lot of things. The, the one thing that I, I noticed the most though is anxiety. Like there's a lot of students like you, you would not be able to tell on the outside. Like they are, they are happy. They're go lucky. They're like, you know, dabbing me up. They're like asking about my day. They're, they're the sweetest, happiest, go lucky uh, kid you could ever see. Um, but, but then there, there are times when I do these things um, in my sermons where I like, I like visuals. I'm a really visual learner. So I like to do that with my students. And one of the things that I do is I have them write on a note card something they're struggling with or like prayer requests that they need. And then I, we have a cross that I bring down to the youth house and they nail those to the cross. Right. And so it's like this sin that I'm dealing with or these thoughts that I have about myself or, you know, the, this thing that's bothering me, it's a visualization of them handing it to Jesus and leaving it at the cross. And then if they go back and they pull it back down, you're saying, you know, Jesus, I got this. You don't have it. I've got it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thing is, is they get to leave it there on the cross and write. You, you don't walk away from the youth house and it's gone, right? Um, but they, they leave it with Jesus and they know that he's powerful and, and he can he can handle all of these things. Um, and I don't usually read them. Uh, but for one one reason, one time God was like, Troy, you need to read these because there's some stuff here. And so I did. And I read them, and a lot of a lot of them are writing. I I I, I have suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my parents hate me, or mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm not good enough, or man, nobody likes me, or I don't want to go back mm-hmm. to school because of this. And so, how do you how do you realize that? It's 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 talking to them. It's it's getting down, getting down in the nitty gritty, and just having those open conversations. Right? It's it's talking about their day, and you're gonna get good, good, good good maybe for four five six weeks in a row and then boom it's gonna go and i had a rough day 
And then it's all those four weeks of getting good, 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 good matter because now they're ready to talk to you about what's going on. It's also, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Troy, I'd love for you to kind of walk us through some principles. When you say talk to them, like, can you tell us maybe some principles of, you know, um, how to really talk with your with your adolescent, with your child, with your middle schooler or high schooler, so that you make sure that you're not stopping the conversation mm-hmm. before it ever starts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's really one one thing I think that helps, and uh, some parents have come up to me. It's it's really kind of diving into, especially if you're, I mean, going to church, right? That's what I can what I think I base my information on is talking about what we're talking about at church, right? When they when we're talking about like our high schoolers, they just went through this Jesus and series, right? And so we went through Jesus and, and like self-identity and Jesus and relationships and Jesus and hard times and Jesus and, and like rough friendships, stuff like that. And so when parents were able to ask those questions, those things just started to kind of come up, right? So it's like, hey, you're talking about Jesus and, and friendships. How are your friendships doing? Like, what are you, what are y'all doing outside of school? How are your friendships going? Hey, I haven't seen Joey or, or Timmy or whatever in a while. Hey, how's that, that going? And those start to open up those conversations instead of just like, Hey, how was your day? Because <laughs> if you ask that question, it's good or not good, but it's asking like those questions where they just can't go yes or no to. It's like, Hey, I, I really, you know, I haven't seen so and so in a while. How are they doing? They're doing really good. Okay. What are they doing? And stuff like that. So it's, Asking those open-ended questions that way, it's not just like a one, one-step uh, response. And it's, it's also knowing what's going on in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's knowing, you know, the teams that they're on or the, the people that they're talking to while they're gaming. It's, it's getting in their lives and knowing what's going on. That way you can ask those questions because I have a lot of parents who come and they say, I have no idea what's going on in my life. And I'm like, okay, let me partner with you. And I can figure out some of the stuff mm-hmm. that way you kind of have a little bit of ammunition, you know, to spill the beans on everything. But hey, Hey, this is what they're going through. This is who they're talking to. These are the things that's going on in their lives that you can talk to them. So partnering with their youth pastor or partnering with like a trusted teacher as well is a huge thing is also because I see them a lot of the time or their teachers see them a lot of time. So using your resources to be able to talk to you as well is a, is, is a huge advantage to be able to open up those, those lines of communication. Well, and I think about, you know, what Marlene said, you know, when, um, her daughter was in middle school, Marlene went to work full time. And as a mom, you know, I've worked full time. My kids were in middle school and I'm working full time. It is difficult to keep it all together and to be observant all the time. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so I think that that is, is um, really important to, you know, put on our, our, big goggles that um, and try to just observe, you know, and what are some things, Troy, in your experience, um, what are some warning signs maybe that you've seen with some kids um, or in your experience, in your training where, where we should perk up, where those goggles really need to get bigger, um, you know, just a, a change in their mood or whatever. What, what are some things that we could be looking out for as parents? For sure. Yeah, that's another good question. So you know your student better than anybody else. You know your child better than anybody else. And so it is looking for those moods, you know. So, like, there's a student that I have in, in mind right now. Um, he's losing some friends and, and happy-go-lucky. And then, you know, I see him on Sunday. I see him on Wednesday. And he's, like, very somber. And it's like, okay, I know something's mm-hmm. up. Like, let me talk to you and let's let's see, hey, what's going on? 
you know, why, why are you this way? So it's, yeah, it's, it's mood. It's also when you start to see a lot of their old friends go away, right? When they have friends that they used to hang out with a lot of the time and all of a sudden they're no longer hanging out with that set of friends. That's a, a huge indicator of something's going on. They're either pushing those friends away or they're being pushed away for some reason. And so that's, that's another thing. Um, I would also say <clears throat> like, if if they used to love playing sports or they loved band or academics or whatever, and now they're totally turned off from that, like why you used to love this and now you're turned off from that? What's going on? Why is it somebody on your team? Something that was said, that kind of stuff. And then also it, it's just how they talk to you, right? So if they if they've you know been super polite, respectful always, and all of a sudden it's short views, they're angry all the time. There's something going on, and that's when uh, you should kind of yeah have your your big goggles on, like you said, Carrie, and kind of know hey something's going on. Their their mood has has twisted. Um, eating habits could could be, um, but it's mostly yeah kind of like the short tempered. Their friends are starting to go away. They're pulling back from things. They don't want to go to youth group anymore. You know, they're not excited about school like they used to be, those kinds of things that you really need to start watching for. And then also, I also go to parents, too, when I see stuff. I go, hey, like, your student isn't as engaged as they used to be. Like, what's going on? That How can I help this process work? Mm-hmm. You know, I-, I love that. We we learned kind of a, a, a phrase that I had used in business, and I'd never really thought about using it with my kids. But when I started using it with my kids, it just changed everything. And it was this, help me understand So when I would, you know, see something like maybe they are hanging out with someone that I thought was maybe not the best person to hang out with, I would say, hey, baby, help me to understand what is winsome about that person to you or help me to understand, um, you know, why you are investing your time in that relationship. Help me to understand what you're thinking about this. Help me to understand you know, why it is that you want to watch this particular movie or this particular TV show. Help me to understand what you're thinking. Help me to understand what you're feeling because it really, um, it, you know, it made them realize, hey, I, I don't know, but I'm interested in knowing. And they are in a position to explain something new and unknown to me. And um, I don't know, it just so many really great conversations just came out of the if if instead of saying hey what are you doing doing that if I said help me to understand what you're thinking and and why you're choosing this it it just kind of turned the conversation around for me wow I love that Kathy help me understand friends when we return to love talk we're going to give some more practical things um talk about ways that uh, I've connected with my kids because my kids are so different in personality so ways that I've found that I connected with my children um, and we'll also hear from more from Marlene, Kathy and Troy oh my goodness we have so much more to chat about here when we return to Love Talk, parents are from Mars teens are from Venus, right here with the Love Ladies, right after this Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. 
with top-rated amenities and school districts. Our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. Goodness, we have had an action-packed and information-filled program already. Friends, if you have missed any of this program and you're listening to this on the radio right now, you can go back in two ways and hear the whole program. You can go to our archives at Love Talk Network, and you can download the program, or you can go to our podcast at Love Talk Network, all one word, Love Talk Network. And, um, man, I tell you, since we started doing the podcast, I've just had so many people tell me how convenient that is. They just have, they've just subscribed. It just downloads to their list, and then as they're listening to their podcast each week, we come up, and there we are. And so I love that so much. So super easy, and um, you can go back and hear all of our programs in those manners. Um, we have Troy Robinson here. He's the youth pastor at Hill Country Bible Church in Georgetown. Troy, you're just um, giving us so many great things. You know, as I look at my two kids and their personalities are so different. <laughs> um, I've got one ultra extrovert and then I have a an introvert. And um, so the way I've talked with them over the years, I, I've had to learn has to be very, very different. Do you have any tips or tricks for us, um, you know, as we approach our kids who have, you know, these um, vastly different personalities from one another? Give us some help. Yeah. So as I was listening to y'all during the break, I mean, again, y'all know your your children, your students better than anybody else. And so, yeah, if it's going out and taking a walk and they're going to, you know, going to open up or riding in the car or whatever, I think those, those are awesome things. So knowing when where they talk, how they feel comfortable. And it's also just, again, through through talking about things that they're interested in, that will open up conversations dramatically. So, you know, if they're in the sports, start talking about sports, and that will segue into a conversation about how life is going or how school is going or, you know, some of the things that they're struggling with is, is knowing your student, knowing what they're passionate about, knowing what they're interested in, and asking about that that stuff. And then also just being quiet. 
Mm-hmm. I've, I've realized that when you ask questions and you try to keep talking, keep talking, keep talking, that shuts students down. So talk to them, listen to them, and then just be quiet and just sit still and, and they will open up. Um, one thing that I like to do, and this is a little bit different, um, but I also do some premarital counseling. And one of the things that we do for uh, communication is, is uh, like a, 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 you communicate to your spouse and then they have to repeat back to you. And that thing, that is huge. And that has helped so much communication. So it's all I statements, right? So I feel this way because I, I do this. I feel this way because it makes me feel like that because of whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's you, you, they say this stuff and then the spouse then has to repeat it back. So as your student is talking, repeat stuff back to them. So, hey, I heard you say this. Is this what you meant? And then they can either say yes or no. And that's a really easy way for one, for you to remember what they're talking about, mm-hmm. but then also for them to feel like you're listening and they're, and they're heard. And no matter what they're talking about, like it's a safe place for them to talk. Mm-hmm. I love that. Repeating things back. I, yeah, I think I heard you say, or would I be correct to think that you meant this? Exactly. Um, that's really helpful to me. Um, my daughter, she's my super introvert, and I do have to ask her questions like this quite a bit. And for me, my connection with her, she's a really good phone talker, um, which I'm not, but I've had to come to be a better phone talker so I can chat with her on the phone. When she was living at home, it was always right before bed. Always, you know, I could just go in and kind of sit down beside her bed or snuggle up with her or whatever. And those conversations um, kind of naturally happen. So that was it's, it's on her turf. Right. I needed mm-hmm. to be on her turf in order for those conversations to really, um, I guess, get deep with Logan, my ultra extrovert. We have to be doing something moving while we are moving our bodies throwing a football, shooting baskets, um, playing a stupid game in a department store. Like, (laughs) it does not matter, but we have to be moving our bodies, dancing, whatever. As long as we're moving, then he'll keep talking. (laughs) Whenever we stop moving, the words will stop. Um, So, yes, I think we have to get to know our kids and know how best to deal with them. Um, Okay, Troy, something I've kind of had trouble with over the years is turning down my parent alarm. You know, I have a lot, I I feel like when they do open up, my first thing is like, bing, 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 my kid is in trouble, my kid is in trouble, like, ah, like, I feel like these lights go off around me, and I don't, I don't mean for them to, (laughs) but as soon as that starts happening, I have to back down, and I, I have to get quiet. Um, what would you say about the parent alarm, you know, where we try to rescue our teens immediately? That's probably a bad yeah. idea, right? <laughs> well, in some cases, it's a, it's a great idea to rescue them, especially when those big alarms are going off, you know, something big is happening. Uh, but it's hard, right, because I feel like as parents, uh, we want to fix everything. We don't want our kids to hurt. We don't want them to be sad. We don't want them to be angry for very long. We want to fix everything. And I, I think that is myself included because there's times where I just want to, you know, get my student and just hug them and say, you know, and just try to fix their problems. Uh, but we also have to realize that in these situations, you know, when they're, when they're angry or when they're stressed out about something or when they're, they're dealing with some of these things, it's a, it's a huge learning experience and they, and they get to learn from this experience and God gets to pull them through that. Right. And so if it's not life threatening, if, if uh, they're not going to like hurt themselves or anybody else, some of these things, we're going to have to kind of just like step back from a watch from afar to make sure that nothing goes bad, but also kind of go, all right, you got yourself a little bit into this. We're going to, we're going to figure, you're going to figure out how to get yourself out of that. So stepping mm-hmm. back, 
at a distance, right? You're still there to protect and guide and, and love and all that, but you're, you're, you're going, okay, they're going to figure this out, right? Whenever you try out for a basketball team, you're not trying out, your student is. Whenever you're trying out for a band, you can't try out for them. They have to try out. They've got to practice. They've got to put in the work, right? And so it's taking a step back and watching. I think one thing, again, and I talk to a lot of students, a lot of parents, and it, I, I think it's the lack of trust from both. It's mm-hmm. not from parents. It's not from students either. It's not trusting each other, right? The pa- parents always, I, I would say 99% of the time, they have the best intentions for whatever they're doing, right? Phones locked down, like you can't date until you're a certain age, you, you, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever that is. They have the best intentions because they want to protect, they want to guide, and they want to love. You know, and on the but on the other hand, the students like, why can't I? Why can't I go to the movie with this person, or why can't I do this that, and the other? And there's no, and the trust has to be has to be worked on, right? And so it's having those direct lines of communication. So it's not what we call now. I don't know what y'all call it. But we call it helicopter parenting, right? Where you're you're just hovering right over them, and and you're watching every single thing that they do because that that doesn't show that you trust your student. And the student also doesn't think that they, that you think you can make, they can make wise decisions, mm. right? And so it's having those conversations and saying, hey, the reason why I want you to put your phone up at nine o'clock is because I want you to get some really awesome sleep, or I don't want you to be on TikTok. I don't want you to be texting that boy that you like and saying it until 2 a.m. There, there's things that you, that you as parents, we as parents, right, do to protect and love our child. But it's having that direct line of communication because my mom said, Troy, if you ever say to any of your kids, because I said so, she's like, that's not good enough. That's not a good enough answer because I said so. Well, why? Why? Because you said, why did you say that? And so it's building that trust um, that, that will help like open up that communication and help like you not have that parent alarm, if you will, go off is by having conversation, conversation, conversation. Uh, Troy, I have a question from you. I love what you said. You know, we're building understanding on both sides, that we are willing to give them insight as to the decisions that we're making. And then we are all also asking insight into them, into the decisions and the desires um, that are, are kind of leading those decisions. At the very beginning of the program, you said three things that are kind of a guideline for parents. Be there, be involved, be in prayer. And as we're trying to have all this discernment as parents, be in prayer. Like if you go, "Ah, I'll just pray about it. That seems to kind of, you know, gosh, does that really work? But I know that you have seen prayer have profound impact in your life. Both Coach Carrie and Marlene, myself, we have seen prayer have profound impact. What would you say to parents who say prayer, be in prayer? How does that solve anything? Oh, man, that's such a good question. Um, yeah, so the, the power of prayer, I can go on. I know we don't have much time, but I can go on forever about it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, prayer gives us it, – it helps us connect with God, right? And so when we're in prayer – we may not see the direct impact of the situation. We may not see that, but we're able to align with God. God's able to give us that, that overwhelming peace that only he can give us. He's also able to give us discernment, right? So if we're praying for our students, praying for our kids, praying for their friends, we're able to get discernment on how to have those conversations, right? You might say, God, please give me a, a, a time to talk to my student. And then all of a sudden their car broke down. You have to take them to school. These little tiny things that can happen, God's like, okay, you asked for it. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And I would say there's there's one like bone chilling story that I tell real real quick, just because I know there's not a lot of time. Uh, but again, I, I I talk to parents all the time, and there's a specific parent. I'm not gonna name names right, but a specific parent came up to me, and and, and they their student their kid is way older, right, 30s, 
And they went away from God. They traveled far away from God. And they said, Troy, I prayed for years. It wasn't like I prayed for three weeks and then they believed in Jesus for salvation. They prayed for years. And they told me, Troy, last week they called me. They're going to church. Now, I don't know where that relationship has gone, but them just praying and be at, being adamant and being in prayer all the time about their student works wonders. I, I, I can't stress it enough. Uh, but God will answer those prayers, right? When you want us to have conversations, whenever you want to have discernment and situations, God's going to go, you know, here you go. There, there's the discernment, or here's the patience that you need, or here's the wisdom that you're going to have, or here's the humility, or here's the time where you have to stretch some tough love. You know, I love that. Be there, be involved, be in prayer. I had the joy of being with a girlfriend this last August when a prayer that she had been praying for her son for 20 years mm. God answered that prayer and I mean she was just dancing and I came downstairs and gave her a big hug and we had tears in our eyes and it is amazing be there be involved be in prayer friends we are at the end of our program for love talk we love being with you every week if you want to share this program you can go get it on our podcast love talk all one word you can go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com if there's something you'd like us to talk about uh go and find us on instagram love talk network and facebook love talk radio uh send us dm us or make a comment and we just love to do a program that meets your needs right where you're at well troy thank you so so much for joining us friends it is saturday and if you have not found a church go and google a church find a church that teaches god's word encourages you to uh, bring your bible along and find a youth group for your kids find a christian organization for your kids partner with your youth pastor and uh, just get in there be there be involved be, be in prayer friends i'm kathy enderbrock for Coach Harry Brinkader and Marlene McMichael, we love you, we're praying for you, and we look forward to being with you again next weekend. <laughs>